Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You know, the instant I start to talk to you, the dogs run in my office. Aw, they can't hear my voice though, can they? Because you have your headphones on. Right. They're just like, go, it's time to annoy her. She has stuff to do. (laughs) Or they're like, oh, she's speaking. She must be speaking to us. (laughs) Yeah, she must be calling us to tell us how much she loves me. Aw, they're so cute sometimes. Yes, emphasis on sometimes. So, you ready to do this? I am. Okay, let's... Let's do it. Okay. Do you want me to start? Yes, please. Okay. So today we're going to talk about Malachi, a bear shifter, faded mate, MC romance. And it is book one in the Lords of Chaos Ironwood series by K.O. Newman. Very good. (laughs) It's quite a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, you can start. I'll just pet the dog. (laughs) So um, this is dual pov one of the main characters is malachi um he goes by kai for short he's the vp of the motorcycle club loki the lords of chaos ironwood so it starts with him in las vegas and he's checking on a club that is run by a sun bear (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was pretty funny yeah that was funny yeah, named Brick. He says that he's checking on them because he thinks they're running skin, aka human trafficking. And it's not something that the MC allows. The MC allows things like guns and drugs, um, sure. le- legal drugs like marijuana. They have a grow permit or something, they say. Um, but they draw the line at the skins. Sure, because even they have standards. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because Malachi has to be like a bad boy, but not an actual bad guy, right? Exactly. (laughs) How can we fall in love with him if he's a dick? Yeah, it doesn't take me long to fall in love with him, I'll admit. I'm a sucker (laughs) for the faded mate uh, shifter thing. So, and he ticks all the boxes for me. (laughs) Yeah, he... He does get pretty hot at times. So it does not take long for Malachi to get into a fight confrontation with Brick. And he ends up leaving the club. And he thinks about how the club was a waste of his time, the visit. And it's like a fool's errand that the MC president sent him on. This is in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And uh, Malachi is up in Vermont. And of course, he doesn't just fly because this is the MC. We don't fly anywhere. We actually take the motorcycle all the way from Vermont and drive it to Vegas to do this check. So of course he's been gone for like days now and on a wasted you, trip. It's like 4,000 mile ride. You don't do that on the back of a motorcycle unless you're a diehard motorcycle person because your body is just ready. I've spent many years on the back of motorcycles 
from when I was in high school and they're just going to be so sore. You're barely going to be able to walk, but okay. Yeah. I did like how it's so like ridiculous that he would ride his bike that far. But of course, how else would you get there? He's just really leaning into the MC persona. Correct. Yes. (laughs) And then we switch to a woman's point of view and her name is Bella Donna Mm -hmm. and she's there with her friend, Liz who she refers to as the consummate bad girl, but Liz is her person and she was getting married. So they flew to Vegas with two of her other friends to for her bachelorette weekend. And they're all hanging around the pool. Apparently all the, the other three women are lookers and wearing skimpy little bikinis, getting drunk. And Belladonna is a self-prescribed nerd who loves to stick her nose in her Kendall. Sound like anybody we know. (coughs) Um, Myself. (laughs) (laughs) Own it. (laughs) Hashtag own it. Yeah, that's Um, me. She's a lot of uh, this chapter made me think of myself. Oh my God, me too. She's like suffering through a bachelorette party in Vegas, which sounds horrible Horrible. yeah but it's her best friend and it's her ride or die and so she's just doing it but she's like the uh, mother hen for the group because she's like doesn't drink as much so she's kind of like i totally related to her in this chapter a lot of the time yeah and the thing that cracked me up is that she's reading her favorite author and her favorite subject matter which is a shifter romance (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm there with you girl i'd be in the cabana with you Uh uh-huh yeah she's like poolside she's like uh sun hat in the cabana with Kendall, reading her book just kind of yeah yes but she describes herself compared to these other women as five foot nothing with more curves than she likes and even thinking about carbs makes her gain weight she's also has double d boobs she's very different physically from these women she's partying with i didn't mind this too much Mm -hmm. because she was just kind of describing how she looked but this kind of thing veers very quickly into the annoying characteristics of female main characters that i don't like yeah i agree um but i i didn't think she was too like beating herself up about it yeah so she um is reading her shifter romance and wishing that she would meet a guy who would think she was also the sexiest woman in the room liz is trying to get her to put down her kindle and join in on the fun and start drinking so she agrees that she'll just have one drink right yeah at some point at poolside you mean yeah yeah at some point she i think agrees to kind of live it up a little bit. Yeah. So the other two women, their name is Rami and Jazz. And the three of them host a morning show in Vermont, a radio show. Out of the two friends, we don't really hear or see from one of them, but the one girl, Jazz, she was a real see you next Tuesday, in my opinion. (laughs) She's really mean. She's part of me was like, why did Liz invite her on this? But then part of me was like, well, I guess this is just to set up the morning show um, dynamic. I I did not like Jazz at all, but you're not supposed to like her. So she kind of fulfilled her role as the consummate bitch. Yeah. So all three of these women are in Liz's wedding. I think that's why they invited her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably because it was the bachelorette party. And I think Bella is the maid of honor, right? Because she's the BFF. Yes, exactly. Bella owns a bookstore. 
obviously, of course. <laughs> of course. Called Bella's Books. Then we switch back to Malachi's POV. Um, and he's meeting with his friend that's named Tech, who manages one of the Loki's MC strip clubs called, of course, The Bear Den. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> yeah. And Malachi explains to him that the president of their club must have pissed in the pot of the Vegas president's uh, pot. And so now the Loki's are not welcome there. They're persona non grata in the lord's chapter there and they're both talking and they're starting to realize that there's something up and it's not good that's the stage for future conflict because the prez is not mm -hmm. a good guy yeah so they start to go back to their hotel and as soon as he walks into the hotel he smells the most amazing thing ever it's the perfection of female pheromones and his bear starts to press against his skin and make his cock hard. I'm a sucker for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. It's so funny because it's so like primal and basic, but it yeah. like hits all my buttons and checks all my boxes. And I, I did so much highlighting in this chapter of like when he's talking about her smell and all these things. I'm like, oh yeah, perfect. Done. Already got it. Like he's locked in like right. a heat seeking, yes. seeking missile. <laughs> Absolutely. And he, he knows right away it's his mate. And he starts following the scent to try to track her down. And they he ends up at the pool and he's with somebody whose name is Whisper. She's staying very close to him. They're very he thinks of her as a little sister of of all of the guys that he's with and people in the club. She's considered everybody's little sister. She's really shy and is easily overwhelmed. But he says that she has the biggest bear named Freya and she she's a huge monster when she shifts to her bear and if, <laughs> if Whisper gets in a situation that her she can't deal with Freya ends up taking over and then there's pro there's trouble so he tells Whisper to go back to the room and she agrees because according to her everything's just overwhelming her I really liked Whisper in this book I did too I, I really hope she gets her own book at some point. Yeah. He's wandering around the pool trying to find this person. And he's look, he sees all these gorgeous women, but he keeps following the scent. And he ends up going by the cabana. And the second his eyes land on her, she's sitting there. She doesn't even notice him. She's looking at her e-reader. But he knew immediately. He says... Uh, fuck, was she cute? Just the right size to fit nicely under my chin and heels while I pulled her close to my body. She wouldn't even be able to reach my lips if she stood on her tiptoes. Beast growled from deep in my chest. Beast is his bear. Ah, loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Sees these other women hanging around what he's calling his mate already, because of course she is. Um, and he real he knows them. They're part of this morning show in Vermont. He lives up there too, and he's like, oh my god, she's been right there under my nose the entire time. So he wants more info on her. So he contacts one of his club mates whose name is Tweak. And he's the designated computer nerd to get him information on Belladonna. And in the meantime, he's listening to their conversation and Jazz wants to go off and pick up men. And Bella's 
getting pissed off. And she says, we're here for Liz not to ride some strange dick. And she's all, <laughs> well, I don't know, Bella. No guy would probably look at you twice. So they, they get in this verbal sparring right off the bat where she's like, well, I have standards and you will fuck anything that moves. <laughs> like, whoa, it's going to go down. I don't like Jazz, but I do like how every time she said something to Belladonna, she was quick to like do a clap back and kind of put her back in her place. Yeah, exactly. They they needed somebody, the protagonist somewhere, and it's got to be her, I guess. So uh, Malachi gets info from Tweak about the bookshop and Bella's book. He's knows where it is, but he's never gone in. But he he would be going in once that he got back to the city. Um, he would go back once he returned from Vegas, and so would every one of my club brothers. Gotta support my mate's business after all. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> It's hilarious. One thing that I thought was weird, and I've read a lot of paranormal shifter books, and he refers to his animals as beast. I think that's his animal's name because Whisper's um, animal is named Freya. Okay. So I think it's just, and it's always a capital B, which makes me think beast is his bear's name. But it it is kind of a little odd. It's not an usual name. You're so smart. I don't know. Where you get all that from? <laughs> it must skip every gener- every other generation. So then we go to the club, and uh, Jazz is continuing to be a bitch, of course. Of course. Um, and her and the other girls were like sitting at this little booth or something, and so uh, because Jazz and Bella start to fight, Liz takes Bella to the bar. Oh wait, get- you for you forgot though. Before they go to the bar. Liz is when Liz gets drunk, she likes to cuddle and she cuddles to Bella. And Liz says, You're my most cuddly friend uh, ever. And Jazz is such a bitch. She says, That's because she's fat. And she said, I'd be cuddly too if I were a size 12. And Bella thinks to herself, I'm a 10, but whatever. And this is where I really was like, oh, you did not just say that. I have a real, real problem with this author saying that a size 10 is fat. I think no matter what, if you put an actual number on the size, you're going to run into issues. Because even if she had said that Bella was a size 18... Yes. People that are a size 18 are going to be offended. So I think you need to like not put a number with it and just let it be up to the reader how they visualize your main character. I agree 150%. That would have yeah. been much better if she had done that because I'm a struggling eight. And for her to say a 10 is fat, I cried. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, well, if I was a 10, I think I'd be happy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And so I think there was like that little exchange was could have been reworded to still get the same point across without actually like offending the readers. But then at the same time, I'm like, how skinny are these girls supposed to be that she's with that she's a size 10 and she's quote unquote, the fat girl? Like, I don't know. I'm sure there's bone thin. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But it's like oh. women already struggle with body image we don't need to be adding to that but go ahead they go to the bar 
Okay, so before they go to the bar, I did like how Liz, even though she works with Jazz and is a friend of hers, she does come to Bella's defense and she says to Jazz, can you fucking lay off and stop being an epic bitch for one night? And that's when they storm off to the bar. Right. So so that was good. So they get to the bar and of course... (laughs) I love this. Bella wants her to get water. Her and Liz have the funniest exchanges. So Bella's like, water first. Liz goes, water, frozen, with some vodka. <laughs> yeah, that's her compromise. <laughs> and then she, and then Bella goes, water, frozen, with more water, then we'll talk. And then <laughs> Liz says, deal. So right. it's pretty funny. So then when they're at the bar trying to get the water and the drinks and what have you, this guy, of course, comes up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, looks at them. And this was like, sweet. But also, like, really heartbreaking at the same time. The very first thing Bella says to him is, she's engaged, but thank you. Because she instantly thinks that he, the person that came up with Malachi, was there to talk to Liz. And I was like, it just never enters her realm of possibility that the guy is there to talk to her, not Liz. Right. And they, she describes him, she says a muscly, a thickly muscled and tatted up arm drops onto the bar next to us. She's like, she thinks to herself, fuck, talk about panty melting. And that's when he says, how's your night going? And yeah, she says he, she's engaged. So they end up like introducing each other, themselves to each other. And I liked this part. I thought this was really like unique and Mm -hmm. kind of hot because so he shook hands with Liz, but then when he was saying hello or whatever to Bella, it says, instead of shaking my hand, like he did with Liz, he turned it over and placed a kiss right on the heel of my palm. I was like, Oh, that's hot. (laughs) Well, even for her, she says my panties were so wet. I, I should have been embarrassed. Yeah, I think if somebody did that to me in real life, I'd be like, this is kind of weird. Why are you like kissing the heel of my palm? But that because it's him, I allow it and well, much more. That's what I was thinking. I was like, there's so much that this guy says to her that I would have been like, dude, you need to buzz off. But because it's a shifter book, I was all I was all over it and asking for more. Yeah. And and even she said he says to her a beautiful name for a beautiful woman. And she says, Does that line actually ever work? Mm-hmm. He's very, very forward. He barely. Oh my God! Understatement. <laughs> he barely knows her. He's barely met her, and then he just flat out says, "Like there isn't a single other woman I want to spend my evening with. If you'll have me, yeah." And, and then he says, <laughs> "Oh, Liz had ref- referenced her uh, lady bits as a girly cave, which I thought oh, was yeah. pretty funny." <laughs> yes. So he says, I agree, girly cave sounds gross. I much prefer pussy and I want to eat yours so badly I can barely stand it. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) He did not just say that to her. I know. I'm sorry, but if some guy said that in real life, I would be calling the bouncer. (laughs) I'd be like, good God, dude, I don't even know you. You'd call the bouncer. I'd call a cab. Well, just make sure your friends know where you're going is all and who you're leaving with. Let them take a picture of his driver's license or something. Yeah, just be smart about it. Let me pin my location. Right. My friend is on. Right, exactly. (laughs) So Liz is a good friend. And because Bella says, I can't hang with you. I got to go. It's Liz's bachelorette party. Liz suggests that he just comes and sits with them. Bella Dawn is having all this inner dialogue saying, why is he even looking at me? 
you know, she looks around the room and there are so many other women there that are flashy dressers and covered in next to nothing. But he's sitting there. I love this. He's, he takes a lock of her hair and he's just twisting it around his finger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I did too. <laughs> and so they get back to the booth and the other two women are there. And he says to them, are you friends with Belle? Belle Adonna thinks, well, Jazz wasn't. And Belle Adonna knew she was going to say something bitchy. And she does. And she does. She says to him, are you just looking for an easy lay? She's so rude. She's so rude. And he says, if if I were looking for easy pussy, I wouldn't have gone for the prettiest girl in the room. Jazz Aww. was, I know. Jazz was it. And Kai is running his hand up and down uh, Belladonna's arm. At some point, everyone like leaves the booth. Mm-hmm. And then Bella and Kai are at the booth alone and she's so like nervous and flustered. She just starts like picking up every drink on the table and downing it. Yes. <laughs> so she ends up getting like super wasted at the booth, but it was still like really sweet. It was pretty funny too. She was just like, every time he turned around, she was picking up a new drink. <laughs> Right. At one point, she asks him, why me? And he says, because I can't live without you. Oh, Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And he he does tell her, I usually don't go around picking up girls. He just goes from like zero to 100. Oh, my God. Yes, he does. Because then he just lays it all out on the table. And he's like, I'm going to marry you, Belladonna Godfrey. I'm going to put my last name on you and claim you for all to see. I was like, oh, crap. Right. <laughs> I, I know this is set in Vegas, but I actually did not expect that. <laughs> I didn't either because I, I thought, oh, he's going to scare her away. Slowly proceeds that he did not scare her away at all. I think she was just drunk enough to be like, okay, like I'm going to call your bluff. And I think she even like double dog dared him or something. She did, which I thought was a little bit immature, but okay. Ridiculous. She, yeah. She dared him and then he she double dog dared him. So they go to like a the little wedding chapel. I don't remember what it was called. It's like 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday. Um, she has like a fleeting thought about how she didn't think it would be that easy to obtain a marriage license, but it's like, dude, you're in Vegas. This happens all the time. That's right. Are they even like stop and like get a ring? I think we find that out later. Yes, we, um, we do. Yeah. So they do get married and they go back to, is it her room? I think, right? I believe After so. They yes. get married. Yes. Oh no. They go back to his room because the next thing you know is. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. She's thinking. I had the most amazing dream ever. And she and she ends up rolling. She hears a voice and he goes, morning, baby. And she freaks out. She goes, what are you doing here? Before they get to that part, they do some stuff, but they do not have sex. Right. Because he so is. They fool around, but they don't. Yes. Yeah. Because he says, I'm not going to take her when she's drunk. I want yeah, her. Yeah, because she's so wasted. He'll marry her, but he right. has. Right. <laughs> He does draw the line somewhere. Right, exactly. So <laughs> she's all, what are you doing here? And he goes, well, to start with, it's my room. Uh, and secondly, you're my wife. And she like freaks out. She's like, what? And she sees a blank face over on his chest because he's full of tattoos. She says, why is that blank? And it's like, of all the things to be asking at this point, I don't think I'd care about that. <laughs> and he says, because that's where my old lady's name goes. 
Of course. Of course. <laughs> it was and, the spot was like right over his heart on right, his chest or something. <laughs> right. And he's he says, Well, you asked me to prove that we weren't just a one-night stand. And she's like, Oh God, we had sex. And he goes, No, but I did lick you. And do you know what that means, wife? As he's stalking across the room to her. And she's like, No. And he's like, It means you're mine, and I will never hurt you. And she and she's like, Everybody hurts me. And then the next thing you know, she's saying to him, get your fucking pants off. <laughs> and she starts tugging at the offending pants. It's so funny. And she, I think she says, I just want to touch it. <laughs> right. Yes. And it's ridiculous. He starts taking off her clothes and he notices that she's got a pierced nipples. And which I thought was really odd considering that she's supposed to be so conservative but whatever and then he says to her tell me you're on birth control and i thought why because he can't put a condom on or maybe they don't make them big enough and she's like well <laughs> why and he's like well i want to make sure that we're both protected until we choose to have babies there's no surprises now fuck me <laughs> and that's when he starts saying come home with me and she starts to panic she's supposed to have those piercings because it's supposed to be like she's a good girl but she's also a bad girl kind of like how he's supposed to be a bad guy but he's also a good guy i think that was why she had those piercings it was very unexpected yeah it really was and she starts to freak out and goes you know you gotta let me up i have to catch a flight he tells her to calm down which a man should never say to a woman as we all know that's a trigger she says i married a stranger in vegas and i had sex and he corrects her and goes you mean made love and i I'm sorry, I wanted to throw up. I hate that term. It's I so did gross. Too. Yeah, it is gross. Isn't that sad? But it's true. <laughs> we made love and we consummated our marriage and you were of sound body and mind when that happened. He's just kind of like, you're stuck with me. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's over now. Yeah, just give in to this. It'll be fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, you'll like it. Trust me. Mm -hmm. I think the next thing that happens is whisper shows up at his room she's all good morning and he he's all good morning sugar he calls her sugar i guess and whisper had a bad life she had been abused she has never shown any interest in a man but her bear has kind of bonded with the the group the clan she decided that we were hers and that was it she acts as if kai and then the three other guys that are on this trip with him a uh, les and then the twins that the four of the guys are like her brothers so they're like a little family within the mc when she's talking to kai she says your mate smells pretty she recognized the scent as soon as she walked into the room and she like instantly loved bella's scent right and everything and instantly accepted bella Right, but he, he's telling her she's a runner. Did we get a little bit of info on Les in this no. part, or was that earlier? Uh, we didn't talk about it, but L Les was married to somebody named Cherry, or that was his mate, Cherry, and Cherry split on him, and because when they're mated, apparently, which is something else that I've not read in Shifter books before, when they're mate leaves them or they don't get their mate they end up going crazy they become sick and they end up going crazy and les was the enforcer but he uh, balakai could tell that les was starting to lose his grip 
At some point, I can't remember when, but at some point we find out that Cherry, Les's mate, left five years ago. And so she, he's, his um, bear is start. oh, his bear was Titan, named Titan. Right. And he was like taking over a little bit more of Les as the time progressed. And they reference like at some point, Titan will have taken over so much that they'll have to put Les down because they slowly go insane or something when your mate disappears. Well, he he tells that to Belladonna, mm -hmm. which I think is later on in the book. Belladonna ends up leaving and going back to Liz. She's like freaking out, saying, can I talk to you in, in the hall? I don't think they even make it to the hall because somebody instantly notices her freaking gigantic wedding ring. Well, right. It's, and of course it's jazz. <laughs> and she's like, holy fuck, is, are those things real? And she's like, no, of course they can't be real. They're, I'm sure it's going to turn my finger green at some point. And so mm -hmm. Rami's the other woman. And she says, she takes the rings off and she looks inside. And of course they're stamped platinum 999. And she's like freaking out going, do you know how much these rings must have cost 10 grand? She, I think she Googled them. She looked them up and was like shows her the thing and she's like this is how much he spent on your rings <laughs> yeah so then she drags liz out into the hall and i i really like liz she, she says to her i got married and i don't remember any of it and liz's first question is did he hurt you and she said no he's really sweet to me and then liz is like hang on to him he brought you ten thousand dollar wedding ring and told uh -huh. you he wanted to share everything with you yeah yeah hold on tight and she sees herself in the mirror and her hair is a total rat's nest from what she refers to as a good hard fucking. I'm sorry, making love. Blech. Yes. She goes to um, take a shower, right? This is my, one of my favorite parts in this whole freaking book. <laughs> this part was really good. <laughs> yeah. When she takes her clothes off, she notices that there's six little round scars uh, circling her right nipple and she's like what the fuck what made that and they were tender to the touch but when she touched them there was also a sensation rolling through her body that went directly to her center and she thought holy shit <laughs> yeah so she closed her eyes and she's letting her fingers move over these marks and she could see kai in her mind she could see him standing in his own shower which was the twin to the one she was in. She starts like touching herself. Mm -hmm. And then he appears in her shower. I freaking love this. She's like, <laughs> there was a crash in the other room, but I ignored it. And all of a sudden the shower door flies open and Kai's standing there with a tiny hotel towel <laughs> wrapped around his, his hips. And she just looks at him and says, please. And he says, you're per You're perfect. Yeah, so then they do all sorts of everything you could do in the shower. And at one point, she bit him on mm -hmm. his uh, shoulder or at the joint of his shoulder. I was like, this whole scene is hot. I've never, oh like, my God. out of all the locations to get, like, a mate bite, mm -hmm. I've never had it be where she has hers. It's <laughs> like, this is hot. Right. <laughs> yes. And he's so sneaky because he must have done that the night before when they were, you know, doing whatever they were doing. Well, sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then once they're all done, 
she thinks, well, they're right. They hadn't fucked. He was right. They made love. And I thought, oh, God. But when they're done, she suddenly realized, she goes, how did you get in here? I love this part. <laughs> and he goes, I already picked up the tab for your room. Uh, they'll bill me for the door. And she's like, excuse me? She's like, uh, what? You're still not answering my question. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, I kind of broke it, broke it down. And because you're my wife. And she's like, yeah, on paper. Uh, and he's like, we're not getting a divorce. And she's all, well, then we'll get it annulled. And he's like, I hate to tell you this sweetness, but once you've consummated the marriage, you can't annul it anymore. <laughs> right? And he's like, there's not going to be any annulment and no divorce. And he's carrying over to the bed and he spreads her legs wide. So his chest was right against my, hers. And he says, you're mine. Belladonna mm -hmm. McCartney. She's like, I don't know what I what I want. And it excited her and it terrified her all at the same time. And she knew that this guy could destroy her, but she wanted him. She thinks, oh God, were we gonna go to round three, four? Mm -hmm. Did it count as another round if he was still inside me? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, please. <laughs> he only has like the bathroom towel from his room and the door is literally like propped up against <laughs> the frame to like keep it in place mm -hmm. so he like picks up her phone and he calls somebody and when he hangs up she's like you just called your brother on her phone mm -hmm. and he's like we're all programmed in He's like, you need anything. You call anyone with Loki next to the name. They'll come for you. And she's like, well, how did you get in my phone? How did you do all this? Per He's like, I'm taking care of you. You're my wife. And he <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of like a lot, but it's also kind of cute. She starts to get dressed and he <laughs> says, this cracked me up. He's all, can I make a comment on those panties? And she's like, no, they're comfortable. Pulling up her gray cotton full coverage underwear. <laughs> They may be ugly, but, you know, they're they're comfortable. And he's like, well, you make even those ugly things look sexy. And then mm -hmm. she says, where are your pants? And he goes, in my room. And she's like, you came all the way down here from your room, three floors up on the other side of the hotel and nothing but a, a towel? And he says, but you needed me. Yeah, you obviously. She couldn't handle... She was double clicking her own mouse and he can't have that. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he says, you needed me and I'll, I'll never leave you needing. And I thought, Oh God, all of Kai's <laughs> friends end up coming to Bella's room mm -hmm. to bring him clothes and to meet her. And it was actually kind of a sweet, but like, I'm also like, this is kind of awkward. Like what a way to meet everybody. Well, sure. But it was hilarious at the same time. And they're all welcome to Loki, Bella. Well, this what I thought was interesting, too, because I don't remember this in Shifters. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he's thinking, Malachi's thinking, she didn't have her own bear. But now because he bonded with her, she had some of his bear in her. It says something like she'll have better eyesight, better hearing. She'll mm -hmm. be a little bit stronger. That's what she would gain from the bonding experience, which is kind of unique. The next thing that happens that I thought was funny is that Liz shows up at her door and says, Bella, you're, you're late. And she goes, I've been snuggled because Whisper just is all over her. She sits down and wants to snuggle up to her. She really likes Bella a lot. Liz is all, I can see that. She's like, Kai, a word? And as soon as they walk out in the hall, she's like, what the fuck? The door yeah. was, you know, she points to the door and he's like, well, the door was a problem. I'm concerned yeah. with the fact that you felt compelled to break it down to get into her room. 
And he's like, well, it didn't hurt her. I wouldn't hurt her. I just got a little carried away. What's the problem? Yeah. And I love Liz because, you know, she's her own badass. And she says, you better not ever hurt her, Malachi, because I don't give a flying fuck about any motorcycle club. I will rain hell down on you if you ever think of causing my Bella any pain. I see even an ounce of discomfort from her and I suspect it's you that caused it. I will find you and kill you. And he's like, fine, give me your phone. <laughs> and he, and he <laughs> ends up adding all the contacts the uh, contacts into her in her phone. Yeah, I don't think he's put off by it at all. He actually kind of likes it that she has a friend that's so loyal to her. Mm-hmm. And this is just a theme with him. He's always like, well, you have all of our phone numbers. And so fine, you know how to get a hold of me. Like, it, it'll be fine. Um, He tells her, if you need anything, just call me. And they walk back in the room and Whisper's sitting there playing with her phone. She's got her legs over Bella's. And he's kind of concerned about Jazz, I think. And she's like, well, you know Jazz. Like, I know she's a bitch. And Bella's like, I'm sorry, I just kind of hate her. I guess it's Whisper that says I kind of hate her too. When he comes back in, Bella says, Les wants to... And I quote, ink my ass. And I have to say, I'm not 100% sure what that means. But he seems to feel it was necessary. Why does he want to ink me? So Bella has no idea what is going on. Malachi thinks, well, she just she needs to accept my not only my bear, but the club. She has no idea that he's a shifter. Yeah, she doesn't know anything about any of it. The sooner he puts ink on you, it's a club tradition. And the sooner you he puts ink on you, you're a part of the club and you're committed to me. She's his old lady. Yeah, that were even when I was in high school and people used to call their people, their girlfriends, my old lady or my old man. I didn't even like it then. So, okay. Some things never change in the MC world, I guess. Apparently not. I didn't know I was around a bunch of bear shifters when I was in high school, but okay. Yeah, if only. I think they were just normal, oh my boring God. MC members. Yeah, I, I agree. Then the president of their club starts blowing up their phones and they're like, we got to hit, hit the road bella insists that she's gonna keep going on her flight even though kai is like well take the motorcycle back with me and she's like i'm not gonna ride she's like a normal person right ride on the back of your motorcycle from las vegas to freaking vermont yeah she's like no i have a flight i'm gonna fly right (laughs) i'm staying with liz yeah like you let me know like when you're back and we'll figure out how to part ways, whatever. And so they like go their separate ways. Bella kind of hangs out for a few days. Doesn't really hear from him. And yeah, she keeps referencing. Su- surprise me that he doesn't, it's like four days, I think, before she actually hears anything from him. And I thought, what the hell? I thought they were, can't live without her. You're mated. And at, at this point I would have been like, oh, see, he was just using me for a piece of ass. Totally. Mm. Yeah, it is kind of, I mean, it's not like he's riding the motorcycle nonstop. Like, he's going to have stops. He could call her. He could text her. I mean, he has her phone number, right? But she doesn't, like, see or hear from him at all. And she keeps getting this, like, weird, what she calls heartburn. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, is, like, the bond. But she right. doesn't know the bond. Right. She doesn't know anything about the bond. <laughs> right. So then it's Monday morning. And she's at the uh, bookstore and she always listens to the morning radio show while she's like kind of doing the morning prep of the bookstore, which is also like a coffee shop. And of course, they're talking about the Vegas trip. And then Jazz announces on the radio show in the worst way possible Mm -hmm. how Bella ended up getting married to 
Kai from the motorcycle club, which the motorcycle club is pretty popular in this town. But of course, Bella didn't know anything about it really before she met Kai. I'm like, Ugh. and she just continues to be a bitch. I'm over jazz. Yeah, she calls her the little bookworm. And she didn't waste any time becoming Mrs. Malachi McCartney. Was the bookstore open yet and Whisper came by to see her? Or was that still before the bookstore opened? I think it was before the bookstore opened because Bella asked, how the hell did she get in here? I know that door was locked. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. She's Yeah, she sneaks into the bookstore, literally, because it wasn't open yet. And she talks to Bella and Whisper's kind of a good person to kind of ease her into the lifestyle and convince her to like, you know, he's not a bad guy, this and that and the other thing. I like Whisper a lot. Now we're in Kai's point of view. He wakes up at the clubhouse. It's Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> the dog <laughs> the dog yawning in the background yeah <laughs> i'm sorry for boring you <laughs> right exactly sorry dude uh okay so he's at the clubhouse he has a tiny room with a little bathroom attached to it um he ends up going to like the bar in the clubhouse and talking to a girl i think she's 18 or 21 or something her name is baby mm -hmm. she runs the club girls and the bar so the club girls are different from the sweet butts she runs the club girls who are like the waitresses and the people that actually work there we get some background on her which was kind of interesting and really makes you understand how kai is a good guy mm -hmm. and uh turns out that kai actually has a house on the loki property that he is restoring and then something happens where the rival MC shows up or a, he sees a couple people from the rival MC. Yeah, uh, that they are not supposed to be there and he doesn't understand why are they there. They're from the Lords or something. I can't remember the full name of it. So then we go back to Bella's point of view because the girls had talked about the wedding on the radio show. Bella's mom found out that she was married from the radio show. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> Can you imagine like, finding out that way that your kid's married? Bella never took the ring off. So I'm like, did she not see her mom for like these three or four days yeah, that she was I, back in town? I like, did think that too. And the other thing is that Bella and her mother live in separate apartments above the bookstore. Which was another reason I thought it was kind of odd that her mom didn't know about it until after she heard about it on the radio. But her mom like instantly approves of it. And she says, if Liz approves of him, then I approve. I'm like, wow, she's very like calm and fine about it. <laughs> well, we don't know anything about Bella's father. And I kind of in the back of my mind, I'm wondering if Bella's father was maybe in, from the shifter world. And her mother knows a little bit more of about that than she lets on. I don't know. Oh, possibly, because at some point in the book, Bella thinks about her mom has like witchy ways or she does tea leaf readings. Yes. So, but we don't really get more info on her mom. So, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I don't know. There were a lot of unanswered questions in this book about stuff that comes up. Yes, I agree. Of course, a bunch of these sweet butts arrive, scope out the store, harass oh. Bella just check her out and kind of linger. It's like, uh, these horse don't actually read. So of course you're in here to check me out. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It is horrible. Uh, and I, if I were bell, I'd been get out. 
what are you doing here? Just get out. And at some point, right when she opened the store, two guys in leather vests came in the doors. Uh, they just gave her a chin lift and then they <laughs> settled in the back of the cafe and just drank black coffee after black coffee all day long. <laughs> She's like, well, that's kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I will tell you from my experience, and I'm not saying that I ever was in the the old lady of some hell's angel or anything, but I spent a lot of time in high school on the back of a motorcycle with one guy was did hang with the hell's angels, but he was a good guy. And then when I was older, one of my husbands had a motorcycle and we hung out with motorcycle people. There is definitely, once you're brought into the group, you are instantly accepted as this person's old lady and you, they will all protect you if crap ever goes down. So she did a pretty good job describing what it's like to be in a motorcycle group. And, and again, I'm saying I'm not part of some Hell's Angel group, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter once you're in a group. I mean, even if you've ever noticed motorcyclists, when they pass each other on the on the road, they will tip their chin up, like he said, and acknowledge each other. Like you're in some kind of secret society mm -hmm. of, of riders. That's all I was going to say. Okay. So these guys walking into her bookstore and tipping their, you know, nodding, acknowledging her, I started laughing because I'm like, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> it turns out that Whisper is the one that sent the two guys. The two guys are prospects. Prospects are guys that are trying to like get into the motorcycle club. I kind of like how the this is an MC book, but it's not too in your face about the lingo and the rules and all the things like oh, it just kind of is what it is. I don't think I've read a MC book before because to me, there was a lot of what the hey is happening in this club, but go ahead. Okay. I've read a lot of MC book. I really like MC books. So oh. I've read a lot of them. All right. <laughs> and so I didn't think it was too in your, at some point during the day, Kai finally shows up at the bookstore. He kicks all the sweet butts out and he, takes Bella and he's like, all right, babe, let's go get lunch. And he just kind of like sweeps in, takes control very quickly. And when he goes to leave with Bella, he tells the two prospects to help mama bear out, which I thought was adorable. Right. <laughs> and he, he does meet her mother. Um, she comes walking up and uh, <laughs> I believe he takes her phone too and puts contacts in there. He does, yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> he takes her on like a picnic thing and takes her to get some sandwiches and he ends up showing her the house that he owns on the low-key property and he explains that the low-key location Ironwood itself used to be an old asylum. Yeah, this is really creepy and why he wants to live in this house where some crap went down, I don't get it, but go ahead. I think the Ironwood location was set up by his grandfather. And so the MCs have been there for a really long time. So he's just staying where it's always been, but it is very creepy. So he explains that the old asylum was also a testing site for shifters mm -hmm. and his grandfather and his family were patients there. And then she kind of freaks out, obviously, as we all would. Well, he like, did horrible things to these shifters. Well, yeah, but then she's also like, you're making fun of me. Like, she does not believe him. She's like, you're oh, making yeah, fun this of me. Was like, so sad. How dare you? She's like, this is like a really long con. 
you must have read my book. Yeah, did you look in my Kindle? Yeah, because he did look in her phone. So she's like, oh, he must have looked in my Kindle. And now he's just making fun of me. She's like, this isn't funny. And so she really like freaks out. And then he starts to freak out more and more that he's like botching this whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes to leave. He just like turns into a bear. Yeah, he freaks out. Well, he explains to her about how he's a shifter and he's got a bear and she's uh-huh. like, this guy's out of his mind. And when she starts to leave him so upset, he does. He just shifts into a bear. Mm-hmm. And then Whisper sh- appears again. Because kind of all over the place. Yeah, well, Bella just starts screaming. Yeah. So Whisper appears and she does help Bella kind of understand what's going on. And she kind of explains to her the shifter stuff. Bella's really shocked. And she ends up taking Bella to the bar in the motorcycle club. Bella meets baby, the bartender. Mm -hmm. And she ends up getting super wasted in the bar. (laughs) Right. Yes. I don't blame her because She's learning all of this stuff about the club and about how Whisper's got a bear. And she asks Baby, do you have a bear? She's like, no. I, well, I think she, she says, like, do you have a bear? And then she's like, oh, is that rude? Am I not supposed to ask? Right. <laughs> yeah. Is that too far? <laughs> yeah. Have I crossed the line there? Baby says that every, every shifter has a perfect mate. They're one true love who will complete them. Once they meet, they feel compelled to seal their bond. When it has been consummated, they become part of each other. I think that kind of helps Bella understand what's going on, but also freaks her out even more. Well, you forgot to mention, I'm going way back here, but I thought this was pretty hot. When he goes to, you know, he gives her a helmet, tells her to get on his on his bike, and she's like barely holding on. And he, he is so direct with her. And he says, listen to me, anytime you are on my bike... Arms around my waist, pussy against my ass. Got it? And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> and she's like, can't well, have her falling off. Right. And he's like, well, that's not how Whisper sits up with the guys. And um, he says, well, Whisper's not my old lady. You're my old lady. And that's how you are going to sit on this bike with me. Oh, yeah. And they also say at some point that whisper is no longer allowed to ride on kai's bike because now kai has an old lady so it wouldn't be proper the only person allowed to ride on his bike with him is his old lady well it's true you see Which- some other bitch on your man's bike it's on <laughs> rip her hair out right, exactly <laughs> it's throw down kai had shifted i guess he shredded all his clothes his clothes like disappeared so then he has to like call again les mm-hmm. for clothes yeah yet again les is none too happy about having to freaking help him um but he does eventually show up with clothes for kai he gets his clothes The two of them start talking and we get more background on him and his mate that left him, Cherry. Mm -hmm. And he says that um, we were together six months, mated for one. And one day I came home from the shop and all her shit was gone. Yeah, that's pretty quick. And that was five years ago. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that. Mm hmm. Um, but we do get some more background on him. Cherry m- might not be a grizzly, but she's a shifter. It, the motorcycle club thing was more of a hurdle for her that she had a lot of trouble with. Mm, okay. Because they're having this whole conversation like in his house that's in the middle of being remodeled. He and 
Les start to just like paint the living room because he's like, why can't move my wife into this house? It's not done being remodeled. And she's off hanging out in the bar mm-hmm. with the girls. Mm-hmm. So let's just paint. So the, the guys just start doing like home improvement projects. Right. Because the sooner they get the house finished, the sooner Bella can move in. Yeah, he doesn't want her in the clubhouse. He wants her in his actual house. Right. So so Bella's wasted. He ends up going back into the bar. He basically sweeps her off her feet and takes her, I think, into his room in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Yes. She just kind of like falls asleep in his room, I think. He is definitely pushing that he wants her to try to make this work. You're my mate, blah, blah, blah. And she's giving him a lot of pushback. Like, no, I don't. I don't want this. I... You know, I'll, and then he ends up convincing her to give him X amount of months to try. But you have to make sure that you really try. You have to be in 100%. Otherwise, the bond isn't going to work. And he knows that if the bond doesn't work, he's going to end up losing his mind, too, and have to be put down. Uh-huh. I did like where their whole um, compromise slash conversation they had <laughs> to get to this set period of time that they're going to try to make this marriage work. So she keeps saying, we can't work. And he says, we can if you try. He goes, please, just give me a month. After that, if you still don't think we can work, I'll back off. A week, she countered. Two months, he says. (laughs) One, and I get to call it off at any time. Six, and I'll disappear if you think we can't go the distance. Three, nope, I like six. It gives me enough time to really let you see my life. Please, Bella, will you consent to being my wife? Will you fully commit? No backpedaling for six months. And then she finally says six months, but when it doesn't work, you'll let me walk away. I thought that was really funny because every time he said something, she said less. And then he like doubled I know, what he had that, previously said. That was very funny. <laughs> oh, that was kind of cute. She says, uh, we going to seal this with a kiss. And he goes, no, I need my mate. And they seal it with much more than a kiss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I would be doing too, because man, he's hot. So then they actually start to have some conversations with each other. And it turns out that he is in construction. So his like job for the MC, because they have all these different companies under the MC is as a construction worker, or he like runs the construction company. And she's like, Oh my God, McCartney construction. That's the biggest construction company in the state. And he thinks like, well, all of new England, but who's counting. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, really, there's a legitimate business that, that's a pretty, I don't know about the business keepings of motorcycle clubs, but I was like, that's huge. So he, I guess that's how he knows how to do all these home improvement things. Right. That's why he's working on his house. We learn a little bit more about the Prez and all these kind of weird things he's doing with this rival motorcycle club. Mm-hmm. And the Prez was with members of the rival club called the Long Shots. Yeah, these are bad guys. Yeah, really bad guys. They don't have standards like we do at (laughs) our Yes. They had uh, the long shot MC was bad business. They dealt in more than just guns and some drugs. They fully participated in skin trade. And I wasn't just talking strip clubs. I'm talking human trafficking. Yeah, that's Um, that's pretty terrifying. And he doesn't he doesn't want it. Yeah. And he doesn't want anything to do with it. (laughs) Then this were, this was one of the things that happened in the story, which never got explained later on mm-hmm. and really stuck out for me. So at one point, Bella 
is talking to somebody or she makes tea for somebody and they were like they finish the tea and they're like oh there's tea leaves in my tea and she says here let me see it Mm -hmm. and she's thinking like my mom is the one who reads the leaves and she could see shapes in the tea that i never could but it was a fun party trick so then she does this whole like reading of this person's tea leaves and oh it was fits she thinks to herself i usually wasn't it usually wasn't that clear to me but the images just popped out like i had a gift i hadn't realized like this is very odd it never gets explained is this supposed to be because she's bonded and so now she's getting these special powers i think that she had them because her mother has them but because she's bonded everything becomes like he tells her you're not going to need your glasses anymore and uh, oh that's right so it's just maybe it's just like amplified now correct that's what i think is happening but what do i know i I, it was interesting but it was also kind of weird because it doesn't really it never comes back so it's like it didn't even need to happen in the book you could have just left that out yeah there's a lot in this book that i'm like what but again maybe she's setting up for future books i'm not i'm not sure oh maybe Oh, may- maybe Fitz is going to get his own book. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he so then, will. Okay, then that makes more sense. So he ends up going to Boston on another like mystery assignment run from the Prez. Yeah, the Prez keeps sending him on all these ridiculous yeah. things, right? So he ends up going to Boston, having this confrontation with this guy. It turns out this guy is a dragon. And he thinks uh, the current kingpin went by the human name Henry. But since dragons were immortal, it was more than likely that wasn't his real name. And he's like, whatever the boss's name really was, wasn't really relevant. He talks about, I did kind of like this. He talks about how they smell like ash and like Mm -hmm. reptiles. Right. Yes, and that they're the apex of predators in Boston. And he's really afraid that the Prez is sending him in to be killed. He's setting him up. They're, it's a uh-huh. death trap. It's totally a setup. And the, the building where he goes to like meet this guy is called the Firebrand Building. And the dragons, he goes, dragons were shit at hiding in plain sight. And yet the humans were none the wiser. Yeah, and he's, I'm not going to die here because if, apparently... He says if he dies, Bella can die, which is really terrifying. Yeah, they're bonded. So if he dies, she can die, I guess. So he thinks that they're going to negotiate for distributing guns. They kind of come to this understanding. The uh, Henry, the dragon guy, like lets him go or something. Well, this Henry says, your president told me that he was offering your services to me. And Malachi's like, well, our president didn't give us that information. We're not here on a loan because Malachi thinks that these people are in the sex trafficking business and he wants nothing to do with that. So Mm. he's like, no, we're, we're definitely, we're not here on a loan because he doesn't want his name associated with that. And the dragon says, well, I have some merchandise that needs to be moved. And he said, and Malachi's like, look, we've both been fleeced. Uh, and I, I'm just happy to leave and call this thing an, a, a misunderstanding. The Dragon King's like, well, that doesn't work for me. I don't like wasting my time. And your president was clearly wasting my time. So he's like, shit, well, you know, Malachi's like, what 
the hell are we going to do? So I think he comes up with an alternative plan that says there's some chick that I want you to pick up. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he has to stake out a strip club. Right. Wait for this one. And I think the Henry says it was his cousin or something. And she had kind of run off and uh, Malachi is like, well, I don't really believe that. It's kind of a lot of work to go through for your cousin or some random chick. Right. But he's thinking if he does this for this guy, that maybe he will form an alliance with him mm -hmm. because eventually he's going to have to fight the current prez of his club. Who's becoming a loose cannon. He's going to have to fight him and to probably take the club from him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so then when he is, in Boston, he gets that girl, returns her to Henry, but he got injured while he was uh, trying to capture her because she was a, I think she's a dragon also and like yes. a little spitfire. So right. she was not going down without a fight. So he ended up getting hurt uh, in his shoulder. Or I don't remember where. It, in he sta She stabs him. He says in his hip. Okay, okay, yeah. So It kind of freaks me out that they're taking this girl, they're forcing this girl to go back, and I'm like, why, why does, I don't know, I'm a little worried for her. It also doesn't really make sense, because this whole time, he's supposed to be super against the skin trade. Right. But then he ends up, like, kidnapping this girl and bringing her back. I think what it's supposed to be, to what I'm thinking, is, like, that girl was maybe this guy's mate. That's what I thought. He had run off. Yeah. Or his daughter, maybe. I don't know, but that's exactly it's what never I explained. thought. Right. I'm sure that maybe that's in a later book. But yeah, he's really hurt and he is bleeding. So they're taking him back to the club to see the doctor. And in the interim, Bella is with Liz making wedding favors with one of the prospects which i thought was hilarious and he his name is uh kafka and he, uh -huh. he's better yeah. he's better at making these bows and everything and he they're using a glue gun he's better at helping and making these things than than the girls are and he's sticking with her because he's supposed to be bella's bodyguard person right i think he was also one of the prospects that was hanging out in the uh bookstore wasn't he yeah and her yeah. mother loves these guys she thinks they're great mm -hmm. and this guy loves to read and he's doing a great job helping her mom so it's really kind of funny and whispers there too and she doesn't look she looks tired or something and so bella says well you know calf can take you home anytime and he's like no can do ma'am can't let you leave my sight for a moment little lady yeah and it's the, he tells her it's the boss's rules whisper can't go on anybody's bike but the four of the you know less malachi and the twins those are the only people's bikes that she can get on plus he's supposed to stay and guard her and all of a sudden, they notice that there's a truck parked across the street. Suspicious mm -hmm. looking truck. This is another thing that I thought was weird. So he gets up, he goes over and looks. He tells the girl, stay in there. Don't look outside the window and lock the door behind me. And Liz is oblivious. She's like, what's going on? What's wrong? And Bella's like, just sit tight, sweetie. It's probably nothing. And Exorcist is the name of the bear, right? That's the Prez's bear or the Prez's person's bear. I don't know, but his name is Exorcist. And that's who's in the truck across the street. Exorcist is one of the MC members, but he's kind of like 
effed in the head, which is why his name is Exorcist. And they had already like warned Bella, like, don't ever be caught yeah. alone with him. Like he he respects the rules of the old ladies. Like old ladies are off limits, but only to a d- certain degree. So like, don't we don't trust him? Yeah, that, that's another thing that nothing ever came of that. I thought, oh God, something's going to happen where she's alone with this guy. They kind of set him up for like a creepy bad guy, but he doesn't really do anything to be a creepy bad guy except for hang out in front of the house. Yeah, and I think it's really odd that, you know, they just go back to making these bows. I, I'd be scared shitless, honest to God. I'd be scared to death that this person's parked across the street because this means something bad, right? Well, Kafka's there, and then uh, Whisper's there, and Whisper has the biggest bear of anybody, so I guess she's not that worried about it. Um, right, and when Malachi left to go on this this trip for the Prez, he told her, you may not hear from me. Don't freak out. I'll be back. Yet again, out of sight, out of mind, pretty much. Like, when they left Vegas to come back home, he never even tried to call her. Now he went to Boston. He's like, well, I'm going to be busy. You won't hear from me. It's like, are you going to Mars? Yeah, <laughs> you can't send me a tax. That wouldn't fly with me. I don't care if you're some big, badass, shifting bear motorcycle maniac. I think it was two days. I'm not really clear. But the whole time he's in Boston, she never hears from him. Right. Then, like, one morning she's driving to work. She passes the clubhouse and she sees his bike parked in the parking lot. She's like, well, what the hell? He's back. And he never, he didn't come home because she was staying in his uh, house. She w- had moved into the house to do the like six month trial period. Right. And she sends him a text and he still doesn't answer. So she's leaving to go to work. But when he got hurt so badly, they took him to the clubhouse and they got the doctor and the doctor had to clean him up. And it was, he knocked him out with pain medicine because he was in, he was in pain and he, he but was, she doesn't, she doesn't know any. No, of that. she doesn't know that, but that's what's happening in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And then she sees his bike parked behind the clubhouse and she's like, what the hell? Uh-huh. So she like pulls over, she goes into the clubhouse to be like, why the fuck are you home? And you didn't come like you're home, but you didn't come to the house. When did you get here? She doesn't see him at first, but she does run into a random sweet butt. And the sweet butt is such a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she makes a bunch of references of like, well, I'm not surprised he didn't come home to you. And like, don't worry, I took care of him. And like, I'll show you where he is. Well, it's amazing to me how many times these women just flat out tell her he's he's a great fuck. Yeah, they don't care at all. Mm-hmm. And so she goes up to Kai's room. She's like finishing getting dressed in Kai's room. Yeah. And, and and she says to him, well, sometimes they don't like to go home to their old ladies when they smell strange. And Bella's like, excuse me? Yes. The sm- smelling strange would be like, yeah, he smells like me now. Yeah. Gross. And she's like, let me just get my stuff. And he's all yours. And he has my phone number if he needs me again. Right. Ugh, so gross. So she sees Kai in like, passed out on his bed he's covered in lipstick marks Mm -hmm. trash can is full of used condoms so disgusting (laughs) she like freaks out goes outside and pukes her guts out oh yeah and while she's doing that the club president comes out and it's just kind of like you know he's tried this before he's tried to settle down and you know you're not the first one that he's used and tossed aside and he just says a bunch of mean shit to her yeah but considering I was shocked that she believes him. Oh, because she says, why would I trust you? And he says, well, I have proof. And 
of course, there's he has video on his phone of Kai with this in bed with this woman naked on top of him. But I'm like, why would the press does she not ask any questions? I think she's just so quick to believe it because she never thought that she was good enough anyways. And she was just waiting for him to do something like this. And she had said before somebody that she did the last real boyfriend or somebody cheated on her. Yes. So she's got all this baggage and, you know, she's the quote unquote chubby girl, her size 10 chubby girl. Stop it. Yeah, and in her, and she's like, "I'm done." He knew the rules. He he cheats. There's no going back. And so she storms off. She storms off back to the house and packs what she can of her shit. And then she just starts berating herself. Oh my god, I can't believe I fell for his lie. What kind of desperate bitch was I that I actually thought a guy like him would want a girl like me? And she sent a text to her mom and then turned her phone off. So she's getting out of dodge. Right, she's leaving town. Mm -hmm. so kai finally comes to he wakes up from these quote-unquote painkillers whatever the doc had shot him up with Mm -hmm. he picks up his phone but the battery's dead he sees the trash can which is full of all the condoms like i said a handful of syringes and a bottle of car fentanyl oh my gosh (laughs) yeah i freaked out when i read that i'm like handful of syringes were they trying to kill him good thing he was a shifter otherwise he would have been dead (laughs) i think they were just trying to keep him uh, knocked out and shifters metabolize medicine and stuff a lot faster oh my gosh yeah that stuff is super deadly so he goes from the clubhouse to his house so sad he he can like smell her anger or something like yeah her pain and her anger yeah so he realizes that she's gone Mm-hmm. and he is like oh my god she thinks that i cheated even though i've told her bears mate for life and there's nobody else for me she doesn't believe me and he instantly knows this is probably another one of the prez's schemes to kind of screw him over yeah he said that prez used his mate's deepest fear um and the most perverse pain to drive her away because he knows that if the Prez knows if he drives his maid away, he's going to start getting weak. The Prez will do anything to get rid of him. You like try to have him murdered by a dragon. Yeah. And now he's like, let me just play the long game and have your mate disappear <laughs> and drive you insane. Like the Prez really hates him. Yeah. And then it's so sad because he plugs his phone in and his phone is just pinging, pinging, pinging. And there's message after message coming through. Uh, even Fitz is like, hey, asshole, where the fuck are you? Less is all you better be dead. Otherwise, you're in deep shit. It's Finn says, calf just rolled up to the shop. And it seems like Bella's mom, who loves these guys, told him he better get out before Bella comes back. And then he gets one from Whisper that says, you need to see these pictures because Bella tore out of here like a bat out of hell. And she had their tech guy dig into why. And it's not good. He needs to call her. So, of course, he instantly calls Whisper. And she's all, you got set up. He had some sweet butt plant some shit on you and that Bella saw. And he's like, well, how bad is it? 
really bad. Really it's bad, bro. It's really, really bad. Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, it's the baddest. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "I'm, I'm on my way." Uh, she says, "I'm watching the store, Kai. She's not here." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Where could she have gone?" And Whisper tells him, even though she's there, the uh, Loki's aren't welcome in the bookstore anymore, and that Bella told her to kick all of them out. I know. It's so, so they sad. just like watch the bookstore from the outside. Poor it, Kafka. He just wants to drink his coffee and read his books. Right. <laughs> I know his pain. And he, Kai says that he felt horrible for Whisper because Bella was her first female friend other than Baby mm-hmm. since they found her. I know. And he's sad. he tells her, I'll find her. And she's like, well, how? And he's like, I'm going to call in some favors. So he ends up finding her. This place was like a summer camp or something. Yeah. Or like a campground. Yeah. That. Well, first they say that Bella bought the bookstore for her mother because her mother had always struggled and it was something that they wanted to do together. And then it's like this Lake Sunapee in New Hampshire. It was a camp that was some family friends. And Bella had bought the camp. What does she have an endless supply of money? I don't know. Well, she's got to have a bunch of student loans because she has an English degree too. It's like, where is all your money coming from? Yeah, we, we don't know. <laughs> we, we definitely don't know. Uh, I don't know. So she's at this like summer camp place and he's spying on her from the trees and she's sitting on the back porch of this cabin and she's, he's like, God, she's beautiful. I just need a moment to take in the side of my mate, but he can see that she's crying. Well, he tries to, I didn't like this part. He tries to like talk to her yeah. and explain what's going on. And she's just like having none of it. She's, she's d- doesn't care. Yeah. She basically just tells him to fuck off yeah. and I'll send you divorce papers when I get back to town. Yeah. And she knows that press doesn't like him and is setting him up on shit. Why doesn't she know, you know, that he, he didn't do this. She doesn't give him, like, any chance at all to explain himself, to give him the benefit of the doubt. She's just, like, one and done. Yeah, he's like, pictures can lie, proof can be forged. She's like, you didn't come home. I, I waited like a good little wife. Not even a freaking word from you. Why doesn't he tell her, I got stabbed, I was bleeding, I didn't want to come home. They drugged me with a super powerful drug and set me up. He doesn't That's- tell her. That's what I was thinking. Like, this is where you can just come clean. That's what I wanted him to do. Instead, he doesn't do any of it. He's just like, hangs his head and like, walks off or something. Like, what yeah. are you doing? She tells him, get off my property before I call the police. And she hands him the wedding set back. She let her call the police. You're a freaking bear. Shift him to a bear and just like, <laughs> roam the property. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. You're right. He could have easily done that. Oh my God. That's so funny. So funny. Don't call the cops. Call animal control. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Some time passes and she does end up sending him the divorce papers. Right. When she gets back to town and she even like signed them. Right. Yeah. And he looks at the papers and I love this because he gets the papers signed and he's so upset. He's like, well, time to call in that favor I'm owed. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that he's so upset. He's going to just basically burn the whole world down yeah. with the dragons. He has like so fitting. It's like time to call in the big guns, right. the dragons. <laughs> yes. 
and of course his hit beast is livid and he took off and the beast tore into the beast form of course tearing his clothes up again things were starting to heat up at the club we're in bella's point of view um she says that the prospects are watching the store from across the street because she won't let them in anymore but they're not wearing their cut they're like wearing normal clothes which she thinks is a little weird and while she's in the bookstore some random girl comes in i love this and starts did you i didn't like this she starts talking to her about the mc life and trying to convince her well she's like uh, yeah she's like you're kai's mate i can smell him mm -hmm. on you and bill is like get out uh, you need to leave and she's like please listen to me she's much nicer to her than these other bitches that were in there she's like fine she tells her i think things are happening at the club uh the prez is going off the rails uh he kicked his kai's prospects out yesterday yeah I, she says they're homeless yeah so she's like not my problem and she tries to tell her, you know, that bond that you keep trying to push away, it'll never leave you. It'll pull you in for the rest of your life. She's like, look, I don't know who you are. I'm not taking relationship advice from you. Uh, and she's like, listen, there's no getting rid of it. I tried. You aren't the only one that read the room wrong and kicked your mate to the curb. So say. So this girl is Cherry. Yeah, we, but we don't know that. No, she says her name when she goes to leave. She goes, I'm Cherry, by the way. Oh, okay. And Bella's like, oh, like you're... She's thinking like, oh, that's Les's mate as she like walks out the door. The reason I didn't like this was because Cherry up and fucking left for like five years. And all of a sudden she has the nerve to like come back and try to like tell Bella she's doing things wrong and she should handle it different. I'm just like shut the fuck up. Like you left for five years and like destroyed your mate. Like, but I, I, I think this one sentence explains it all because for me, what happened is I read the sentence and light bulbs went on. She says, you aren't the only one who read the room wrong and kicked your mate to the curb. So it makes me think that the prez set Les up too. Okay. Maybe I'm, I'm not, I love shifter stories, but I do not like the, uh, rejected mate okay storyline mm -hmm. and so i'm like i don't know if i could ever forgive cherry yeah because <laughs> once you're a mate damn it you're a mate and you don't leave your mate how dare you yeah and she's like <laughs> when she leaves and she does tell her name she says call me if you decide you want help and she hands her business card and that's when she says oh you're less as mate oh i think the business card was for the tattoo shop right yeah, because Cherry's back at the tattoo shop now. Cherry's working at the tattoo shop. Right. For me, yeah. Cherry and Les have book two and three in the series. So if you oh. want to know more about their story, you need to read that duet. Okay. So maybe in there it's as what's happening. But it, I, in my mind, it's like they set him up. So okay. she ends up feeling bad for the guys that are sitting on the bench. And she opens the door. She goes over and talks to them and tells them, you know, come Come, and she goes back towards the shop and she says they literally explode off the bench. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Well, they're ho they're homeless, it said. So she ends up like not just letting them in the shop, but she ends up letting them like live in the apartment with her. <laughs> yeah. And her mom's fine with that. Her mom accepts them back uh -huh. because she loves them. Yeah. And like Kafka and the other guy are like making dinner yeah. with the mom. Mm -hmm. And like, they're just like a whole big family. 
Yeah. Um, and then Liz is coming over with her fiance that night. You know, if Kai's in all this pain and they're bonded, she can feel it. She said the pain's flooding down our bond and slowly killing her. I don't like it. I don't like it either. And even he so, says to her, I know you're hurt, but it wasn't what it looked like. But he doesn't even say to her, Kai was stabbed. Kai was unconscious. Kai, Why doesn't anybody just explain to her? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. To set up this next issue that they have, maybe. Because if they explained what was going on, we wouldn't have this weird conflict yeah. that happens next. I just think it's weird. She, she ends up convincing the guys to take her back to Kai's house so that she can clean the rest of her stuff out because her books were there. He had a library in the house. All her dishes were there. And mm -hmm. Liz says, okay, we'll borrow Max truck that she cracks me up. She's like, baby, we're just going to take your truck. Okay. He's like, okay. They sneak onto the property because they don't want anybody to see. And because Kafka got like kicked out of the MC yeah. They have to like sneak on so she can like sneak into the house to get her shit. Yeah, and he kept the keys to one of the gates. He they can sneak into. So they make it to the house and I guess they park in the back of the house or something and they go inside and I swear they're in the house for like 2 minutes when they start hearing gunshots. Yeah. And then it's all going down. <laughs> and Bella like instantly runs out the door. The gunshots are coming from the front of Kai's house, right? Yeah. So it's Kai and baby and the prez and they're having like this little standoff thing yeah because he, and he's got the, a gun baby's got a four-year-old son also i think we failed to mention that but he he's got a gun pressed up to her baby's head and mm -hmm. she just saw red when she noticed that and they don't know that she's there so she starts creeping around thinking I've, I've got to do something. I just cannot stand here and let this guy blow her brains out. He's threatening her family. She's come to this like realization mm -hmm. that this is her family. But how is she able to sneak up on them if they're supposed to be shifters with this really good hearing? Like <laughs> this part was ridiculous. I, I don't know. And he, <laughs> the Perez is telling Malachi, I've already taken your family from you. And he's pulling baby along with them. So it happens really fast. And there's not a ton of details. But basically what happens is Bella ends up like jumping on the Perez. Yeah. And they get in like this scuffle. Yeah. And she's like on her back with the Perez above her, I think. And she ends up grabbing the gun and shooting the Perez multiple times and killing him. Yeah, I love how she just suddenly <laughs> is able to kill another person. And she, then yeah. she makes some comment about, I guess, all the time we went to the shooting range paid off. Paid off. And then somebody kills Exorcist, that one guy that was stalking outside of Liz's house. Somebody kills him also. Maybe it was her? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She's on a rampage now. Yeah, and don't don't uh threaten my family she's just like instant like rambo mode it's very weird <laughs> so kai ends up passing out at some point well he got and shot the next yeah so probably stabbed again in the hip yeah and les and the twins carry him into the clubhouse and then doc comes to take care of him but isn't that the same yes! doc that drugged him up the first fucking this is time exactly what i thought this i was like what the fuck yeah is this asshole wasn't the one that was in on setting him up and giving him way too much medication to keep him i don't know i th i think it's the same guy i was like oh my god and now 
it's basically like Bella's forgives everything that's ever happened. She finally listens to Kai. Yeah. When he explains how the Prez formulated this whole plan against him. Uh, he ends up like seeing that sweet butt and texts or somebody grabs that sweet butt and brings her into the freaking room. Yeah. And she she confesses she has a kid and the Prez threatened her or offered her something. Offered her a job, was it? Yeah, and she, if she did that, she was desperate because she's trying. She's raising this kid by herself, and she's like, "I'm so sorry. I, I didn't want to do it, but I, I had to do it because I'm trying to save my child." And you know, Malachi's ready to not kill her, but you know, they. She confesses to everything about what the setup was, and that he he never, in fact, cheated on her. She ends up giving that girl offering her a job. She ends up offering that girl a job at the bookstore. And I'm like, that made my eyes roll. I'm like, she went from not talking to her mate and like, not, I don't know. It was just a little too much for me. I'd be like, let her stay at the clubhouse. Let her be a club girl. Let her be a waitress, whatever. Let her remain a sweet butt. Who cares? But to offer her a job at the bookstore, really? I don't know. Not I'm just not give that her, forgiving. Not just give her a job at the bookstore, but also give her the apartment over the oh, shop. Oh, the apartment. That's right. Yeah. Really? I know that's a little unbelievable. Out of all this shifter romance, that's the most unbelievable thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, well, I guess Belle is just that forgiving. And she's a better person than me, I guess. Well, I don't know. But she ends up telling Malachi that she loves him. And he ends up telling Bella, I love you too. Mm -hmm. And then, so then we're on to the epilogue. Yes. What did you think of the epilogue? I don't know. Is there something spectacular that happens in here that I missed? I don't know. Oh, about no, Cherry. I love that part. They end up going into the tattoo parlor because he's finally going to get her name tattooed on his peck. You know, his old lady's name tattooed on him. And when they walk in there, Cherry's sitting there working on a computer. And uh, so she walks up. Bella walks up and says, what are you writing today? And she's like, oh, my next book. And Cherry just kind of shrugs and she goes, holy shit. What the fuck? Do you know who she is? She recognizes her now. I love this. And she's like, I, I have all your books. You're my favorite author. So she, Cherry apparently is the author that's writing these bear shifter books that Bella's loves. That part was fine. I'm like, yeah, okay, so I guess that's what Cherry was doing the whole time that she was away. Yes. But she was writing books about bear shifters. It was kind of cute, and I guess it, they kind of allude to Cherry and Abella being friends now. Right. They go to lunch together and whatever. Um, I thought that part was cute, but the very last paragraph of the epilogue made absolutely no sense to me. Why is that? Do you, yeah, I'm they go into the tattoo shop to get their ink. They talk about like, um, Les talks about wanting to ink the flawless skin. And Kai's like, it's not so flawless. She's pierced. He goes, well, ears don't count. And Kai goes, I wasn't talking about her ears. She tells him to shut up, which is kind of funny. Yeah. He's but like, then, am I sweetheart? Yeah. But the very last paragraph was like not needed at all oh, I agree. to me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it just says, uh, later Bella is looking at the ink on his chest and the matching script on the inside of her less left wrist. The chain that hangs from her nipples dragging over Kai's stomach over the scar from his bullet wound. 
that's literally how the book ends. Those weird, those two sentences make no sense to me. Like, it is this the start of like another? I have no idea. Par- I- par- it was weird. I don't. I was like, I could have done without those last two sentences. Just end with it at the tattoo shop. It didn't really fit, which was kind of bizarre to me. I don't know. All right. So, what did you think of this book? I thought it was okay. There were some things I didn't that I wanted like wrapped up. Yeah. Um. You know, like the tea thing and. I guess you just had to make a lot of assumptions to make some stuff like make sense. Or she was trying to get you to commit to reading all of the books in the series to find out what happened. Maybe I did like Liz. Um, I did like Tex. Tex is the um, guy that runs the bear den. Uh-huh. Him and Liz had a really cute interaction at one point. Right. So I was like, oh, does she have to marry that Max guy? Maybe she could get with Tex. Well, they said <laughs> that he was her max is perfect for her so yes rachel i'm sorry but she's probably going to marry max yeah 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 at one point she asked tex if he was mated and he said it was like complicated or something that was a story for another time or i don't remember but so it'd be kind of cool to see if tex got his own story and then i really liked whisper yeah right um so i think overall i would give this like three and a half because there were things i really liked um but some stuff was a little it bugged me and the the second half of the story seemed a little disjointed from the first half yeah i agree i totally agree with that i i really liked the beginning like i liked the vegas the like the wedding all that stuff. But then we got to the last couple chapters and it seemed a little rushed and the storyline was just kind of didn't really fit with everything else, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I want to know more about the dragons. Like the dragons were there for the fight, but we never got to see the dragons do any fighting. Right. They didn't talk about anything like that. It was kind of all leading up to this thing. And then Prez made some comment to Malachi about Malachi's father was killed on a run, some kind of run. He was shot and killed but it sounds like Press did it. Yeah. I want more info on that. When there's a series of books that I'm reading, and believe me, there are several that I read religiously. In fact, I, I finished that Rebecca Zanotti new book last night and already pre-ordered the next book. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm like, I, I need to read it. I don't want a gun. I want to read a book in a series because the book was so freaking good. I can't wait to find out what happens. Not because you're withholding information from me and that's the only way for me to find it out. I don't think, I I really struggle with how to read this book. I probably would give it three because there were parts that were funny, hot, sweet, but there was also stuff I didn't like in the book. So I probably would give it three, begrudgingly, three panties. I think the bummer is that since the next book is not about them, I just assume that we won't get the answers to the questions I have. But maybe we will because now they will be side characters in that other book. Possibly, but I'm not going to read any more of these books. I probably won't read the Les and Cherry books, but only because I I can't handle the like uh, rejected mate uh, trope. But... I'm, if Whisper gets a book, or so, I'll probably read one of those. Because I did really like the side characters. Okay. All right. Okay, so then our next book to talk about is going to be The End of Hatred by Rebecca Hefner. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this book. Yeah, it's like a vampire demon type of book. Yeah, interesting concept and 
I just started that last night. I like instantly finished one book and started this. Oh, nice. Okay. You're ahead of me. I haven't started it yet. Well, you'll, I'm sure you'll finish because come on, girl. I'm reading this book right now. That is really good. I'm really liking it. It's called Little Fire. Who's that by? Little Fire, Warriors of the Five Realms. And the author's name is Holly Mans. Okay. M-A-N-D-S. All right. That's pretty good. Okay. It's like a... I'll put it in my list. Matches and humans and type of thing. It's terrible because all I want to do, I feel so lazy. All I want to do is sit there and read and drink coffee. That's all I want to do. But I'm like, you have to get off your ass, get off the sofa, go out and do something in the garden. So I did go out and I rototilled some areas. And today I'm like, okay, you need to go out and plant some stuff. But I don't want to. I just want to put on my bathroom (laughs) and drink coffee and read. It sounds like the perfect day to me. Doesn't it? I The last few episodes, I did not do the little ending thing. <laughs> so <laughs> let me do the ending thing since I remember. Okay, go ahead. So if you want to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. Follow us on Instagram at Bonded Books Podcast. And uh, you can always email us Bonded Books. Damn it, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what that noise was. <laughs> shaking his yeah head. oh my god oh god email is bonded books podcast at gmail.com and then what about the facebook group do you ever mention that uh so the facebook group is the parlor and if you can't find it on facebook doing a search there is a link to it on our instagram page in the bio yeah become part of our family yeah and do the reading challenge i we had one person uh, start the reading challenge and they posted the book that they read for one of the boxes. I am doing the reading challenge. I checked off a box. Well, I'm doing the reading challenge in my head because I can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> because I'm technically challenged, but that's okay. I'll show you, I'll show you how to do it next time I come over. All right, honey. Thank you. <laughs>